0: Hello and welcome to the Warm Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Fabian and I hope you're doing well. Today, we've got another how-to episode for you where we give you some concrete practical advice that you can use to further your music career. I'll be talking to Mike Warner, the author of a great little ebook called Work Hard, Playlist Hard. This book gives advice to independent musicians about what strategies they can use to get added to playlists on streaming services like Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, and the like. As I'm sure you know, streaming has quickly become one of the most important platforms for releasing music and a critical way for artists to reach an audience and monetize their music. One of the most important factors in streaming are playlists. Some of the biggest, like Spotify's Today's Top Hits and Apple Music's The A-List Hip Hop, have millions of followers and have become famous brands in their own right. If you can manage to get your music onto one of these, it could mean taking your career to the next level very quickly. But there are also many other playlists to consider. These include algorithm-generated playlists like Spotify's Discover Weekly, as well as the many independent playlist curators who have generated followings on various streaming platforms. I talked to Mike about the different types of playlists how to find the right ones for you to target, how to pitch your music to playlist curators, and how to get the most out of the situation if you do end up on a popular playlist. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy. Could you tell me a bit about your background and how you got started in the music industry?
1: Yeah, it's a very long story, but the short version is started DJing in the year 2000 as a result of Being 18 in Australia, spending time in nightclubs and realizing I wanted to control the dance floor and I wanted to be the person that made people feel something. So I got into DJing, did that for 15 years, decided I'm never going to tour the world or take it to the next level unless I create music, started creating music, uh, producing electronic music. And then that expanded into sort of a live electronic group, which we still do currently, and it's called Date Night. Um, and from there, we started to look at independently releasing our own music. And as a result of that, I learned a lot about the uh, industry and uh, most importantly, how it works with streaming services and how it how curators play such an important role, and how playlists really are becoming the new radio. So, um, after learning all of this, that kind of led me to sharing my own playlists that I'd been curating, and then creating my own brand with Work Hard, Playlist Hard, and then turning that into information sharing for other artists to do what I did. Um, you know, so uh, teaching them how to release music independently if they want to go that route and how to reach out to curators and get your music added to playlists and get more listeners.
0: So you became a bit of an expert on playlists basically just by doing it yourself.
1: Doing it by myself definitely helped. Uh, There was a lot of trial and error, which is why I never like to say I'm an expert, but I have definitely learnt a lot more than the average artist because I've invested a lot more time in this. So what people find is that if they listen to what I'm I'm sharing with them and they apply it, hopefully I will save them a lot of time from all the errors that I made to get to this point.
0: So is that what made you write the book uh, Work Hard Playlist Hard because you saw that there was a need for more knowledge on this topic? The
1: book actually came about, um, a few people jokingly said early, um, early on, they said, Hey, you should write a book. And I said, ha ha ha. Yeah, that's, that's funny. And then over time, more and more people said it. And I realized I'm, you know, I love to help artists. I love to help friends. And I realized that I was sending the same information to people via email, via chat or on the phone. And I realized, if I actually just locked myself in a room for two weeks and wrote all of this down in an easy to, easy to follow book and put it out, I could potentially help thousands of people instead of 10 to 20 people per day. So um, that was the reason for the book and then creating it as an ebook has been really helpful because if people purchase the book on Gumroad, um, which is one of the ways that I distribute the book, I can send people an update whenever there's an update to the book, whether I add a new chapter or whether some some information becomes out of date, I can update that. And everyone gets an email with a link to download the the newest update of the book. Okay, so
0: before we talk more about what's in the book, uh, could you talk a little bit more about the importance of streaming playlists in the music industry today? Do you think it's become the most important uh, outlet, outlet for music? Is it more important than radio at this point?
1: Don't get me wrong. I mean, my focus with everyone is on streaming. Radio is still very important. If you can get on radio, that can still make an artist's career. Radio is still very, very important. Um, streaming services, a lot of people feel are more accessible and easier people feel that they've got a better opportunity at getting added to a playlist on Spotify than getting added to their local radio station, for example. So, I mean, I'm always, I always say plant many seeds at you, you know, you don't want, and don't put all your eggs in one basket is the other expression. So, you know, keep, if you have a contact with radio or, you know, or even if you don't still consider radio and put time into your strategy to sit down and push your music out to radio stations. But as far as streaming services with playlists, um, one thing to keep in mind is that playlists are all about discovery. So what that means is you'll get, you're getting added to that playlist to potentially get new fans and new listeners who weren't hearing your music already. Um, So that is why it is important. It's not just to boost your streaming numbers or stroke the ego or anything like that. It's you get onto a playlist, you can potentially get thousands and thousands of new listeners that have discovered you by listening to similar music.
0: So it can be a good first step towards maybe getting on the radio and getting other types of coverage.
1: You know, I mean, it's funny. The focus years ago used to be how many followers do you have on social media? How many followers do you have on SoundCloud? And now it's, how many millions of streams do you have on a streaming service? Or how many hundreds of thousands of followers do you have? Um, The good thing about streaming services though is that they also share data relating to listeners by city. Uh, So Spotify, Spotify for Artists, shows you your most popular cities. I believe it's top 50 cities in order so you can see how many listeners you have each month in those cities apple music for artists actually goes one step further and shows you your most popular songs in each city as well so this is particularly useful because if you have a song that is going really well in a specific city you could do some targeted advertising on social media and reach out to people in that city who already, already like that streaming service and perhaps already like you, and try and generate some buzz and then try and book a live show in that city. So there's a lot of things that you can do now with this data that we have access to.
0: So let's say you're an independent artist who wants to get added to some streaming playlists and you don't really know how to go about it. Um, could you talk about some of the strategies that you might use?
1: number of different strategies, depending on the budget. So if you have zero budget whatsoever, uh, you can go to various services where, you know, just, just one service, for example, chart metric, you can go there and you can search curators and search curators and playlists by genres. And from there, you can start to look at the music that they've been adding to those playlists, how frequently they update them, even what days of the week, they update those playlists. And if they've added their public social media links, then you can click through and perhaps tweet them and just ask them nicely if they have a submission process for their playlist. Um, I always tell people, I say, don't come on too strong. Don't, don't go and hit them with a pitch immediately. Ask permission first. It's, it means so much more to the curator. And most of the time these curators will have a submission process. It could be a Google form that they'll give you and you fill it out. Uh, Or it could be they are signed up with a site such as Submit Hub and they would like you to go through Submit Hub to send them music so that they can keep track of all their submissions that way.
0: Are you talking about regular Spotify users who create their own playlists or who are you talking about here?
1: Well, I refer to them as independent curators. So people that for example, have playlists on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, but they don't work for those streaming services. They're just a a person like myself or you or anyone that has a playlist that is hosted on there and has a following. Um, And the reason I say that is because as far as pitching directly to the streaming services with Spotify, it's very straightforward now. They've Map that out on Spotify for Artists and really detailed that, um, the process there for pitching to their editorial team. Whereas outside of that, people don't really know how to pitch to the independent curators, which is sort of where my focus is with everyone.
0: In your book, you also talk about how artists should be creating their own playlists. Is that also a way to get the ball rolling?
1: And there's two playlists that every artist should curate. One is all of their original releases. So, all of the songs that they've written, they've produced, whatever, put them into a playlist and keep adding to that anytime you have a new release. Because it's one thing for people to follow your artist profile. But if they follow a playlist that is made up of everything that you've worked on and they're listening to that, that's going to generate more streams for you for one and it's also going to be a place where they can potentially discover more of your music the other thing that i say to people with that specific playlist is if you're working towards releasing an album and you've already released let's say you've released six songs already start ordering those songs in the way that you would order your album and use that playlist to sort of get reactions from your fans and followers and see how they feel about it. And you can slowly build that playlist as you release more songs and put them in there. And before you know it, you've got an album's worth of material. You've got a playlist that sounds great. And then you can go ahead and release that actual album as well. Now, the other side of that, yeah. The other side of that is you should have a playlist of music that is similar to what you are creating. So, it could be similar artists. It could be songs with a similar vibe. It could be music that inspires you, but most importantly, you want it to be a playlist of music where your music fits. And so the reason for doing that is you've got this really strong, well curated playlist of let's say 60 to 100 songs, and you may have four or five of your own songs in there spread out amongst the playlist. And when you listen to that playlist from start to finish or on shuffle, it sounds great and all of the songs work together. The reason that you do that is if that playlist becomes strong enough, you're you're able to slot your own music in there and generate more listens for your own music. You may get people who aren't even fans of you yet Discovering that playlist and then as a result discovering you as an artist And the other thing that's really cool is once that playlist grows a following You have something of value And you have a bunch of similar artists with similar music to you You can reach out to them because they probably have a playlist too So then you can say hey artist x uh, you've got a playlist here I've got a few of your songs on there a bunch of other music similar. I noticed you've got a really cool playlist as well. Could I send you my new new song to check out? And in return, you can now email me directly whenever you have new music because I've already been supporting you and I'd love to hear your new music first and continue to support you. And then you've now used that as something of value to reach out to other people. And because you reached out to them with something of value, they're going to respond a lot quicker and more positively than if you just emailed them and said, hey, I've got a song that would fit your playlist. You've basically reached out offering value first before asking for anything in return.
0: Okay, so so we've been talking about the playlists that have curators and actual human beings creating the playlist and deciding what music goes on them. Um, there are also the algorithm-generated playlists like uh, Discover Weekly on, on Spotify, for example. Um, could you talk a little bit about how that system works? And is there any way to increase your chance of getting picked up by that system?
1: I, I mean, I can't speak for Spotify themselves, and I don't know all of the reasons. So this is just my personal understanding from what I've seen and what I've, what I've practiced and tested myself. But uh, going back to that playlist I mentioned before where you have a playlist with similar artists on there, Uh, if that playlist gets big enough and enough people are listening to that, I have seen that influence related artists on Spotify. And then in turn, related artists helps to feed the algorithms we have discovered weekly. So by creating that playlist of your music and similar artists and a number of people begin listening to it, Your related artist starts to change and it starts to change to artists that you would like to be associated with Which is wonderful and then it also starts to feed that into discover weekly and um, You know and then that starts to feed out into other people that like other artists similar to you uh, In hope that they will discover you as well
0: So so the discover weekly algorithm is kind of checking for which songs have traction and the more traction they have, the more the chance increases of getting picked up? Is it something like that, or how does it work exactly?
1: I don't think it's, a song even has to have traction as such, but it has, there has to be enough people that are listening to that artist and similar artists. That's my understanding from what I've seen, is that it goes, if you like artist X, You may also like artists why because the number of people are listening to that artist let's put it into your discover weekly and see see how you react
0: okay yeah that that that, that's interesting how your related artists feature change uh based on how it's performing
1: and i haven't confirmed this with spotify i just have to put that out there but i i did this as a test for a friend so I had a friend who, his name's Thomas Garcia. Um, he releases electronic music and there's a children's artist who releases children's music by the exact same name. So at one point what happened was Spotify had them both on the one profile and you had all this electronic music and all this children's music, um, mixed into one profile. So, He separated his profile uh, on Spotify and got his own Thomas Garcia profile with his music on there. But what happened was it was still showing his related artists as kids' music, basically. Um, You know, so he wasn't really getting getting the the right audience. So um, what we did as a test was we got a number of people to connect their Spotify to their last FM account and scrobble their play history and, excuse me, and uh, scrobble their play history. And then what would happen is he had a playlist. uh, I believe it was Thomas Garcia and friends. And he put that up on his social media and said, Hey, everyone, go listen to this playlist, check it out. And uh, a number of people did. They went and pressed play and listened to it. And because some of those people were also using Last.fm from our understanding, it started to change the artists on Last.fm. And then we saw that reflected on Spotify as well.
0: Okay, interesting. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people having problems with um, people having the same artist name. And a lot of the times people don't really know what to do about it. So it's, it's good to get some advice as to, to what you can do about that.
1: Separating your artists, if you do have, you go to a profile and you can see songs from another artist on your profile, or you can see two artists merged, it's really easy to do. So with Spotify, for example, uh, you can contact them. I I think on Twitter, it's at Spotify Cares. With other streaming services, if, if you're using a distributor, if you're an independent artist, most of the time, your distributor can do it really quickly because they've got the right contacts to get it done and get it expedited for you.
0: Okay, okay, but let's say you do end up on a very important playlist somehow, like a, a major playlist on Spotify, for example, and all of a sudden you, you just get lots of listeners, lots of people listening to your music compared to what you're used to. Um, a lot of these playlists are updated quite often, so... So how do you capitalize on that? Because I guess there's a, a limited amount of time where you have to do something.:
1: My advice is, share it immediately. Uh, d- do not schedule a post for that weekend coming up or anything like that. Share it immediately on social media. And the reason I say that uh, is because you want to direct people to that playlist to listen to your song. So one mistake I've seen artists make is, Hey, I got added to today's top hits. Here's my new song. And then they post a link to their song. You want, you want to direct people to your song on that playlist so that they go to the playlist today's top hits and then go and find your song and listen to it. That's going to look a lot better in the eyes of Spotify, for example, you know, and they want that. They want people to go and listen on that playlist. So, you know, And another mistake I make is we know about skip rates and, and how that's taken into consideration, but I've seen some artists blatantly go on social media and say, hey, go to today's top hits and go to my song and put it on infinite loop and, and skip every other song in the playlist. Spotify aren't silly. They see that and they probably see your post on social media because you included the link to that playlist in there. I, my advice is do not do that. You, you, they already, they like you at the start. They've added you to their playlists. Say thank you people to the playlists, tell them that's what they can listen to your song. And that's all you really need to do. Um, you know, if you want to get technical with the social media post, you could target it to people who like Spotify. Uh, if there's specific countries where, you know, people are more active, you might want to target it to those countries first as well. So if you've got a bunch of fans in Australia and it's just become Friday morning there, you might do some targeted advertising to them first to get them listening to your song on that playlist before they go and hear it, perhaps on their release radar or go and and, uh, listen to it directly on your profile later that day.
0: Do you know how often uh, those playlists are updated or does it differ? okay okay it does
1: new music friday i've had some friends who have had songs appear in there uh, and i have seen well they have seen those songs added and removed within hours yeah so i don't know the reasoning behind that of course i'm sure spotify keep that keep that very close to their chest but That's why it's important when you're added to one of these big playlists to share immediately. You want everyone to go to that playlist and listen to your song on there. So, um, yeah. And uh, with New Music Friday, obviously it's one of the most important and one of the most powerful playlists out there. It could break an artist in a good way or a bad way, depending on how many people go there and listen to it and listen to it properly and don't skip it. I, it, you know, so um, It can be a blessing and a curse being on New Music Friday, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but if you're going to be on New Music Friday, you better be ready before it happens so you know exactly what you need to do. Have a strategy in place and go, what happens if we get on New Music Friday? What are we going to do at midnight Thursday night when we see that ad? And just be ready for it because if it happens. You might have a very short window to take action, to take some steps, to try and stay in there for longer.
0: Great. Well, well, thank you so much for the information and the the great advice. Uh, could you just tell people where they can find you and your book, and follow your work if uh, if, they're, if they wanna, if they want to if they want to learn more and uh, keep up with what you're doing?
1: Absolutely. So what you can do is you can go to askmikewarner.com or as they say here in America askmikewarner.com <laughs> so it's a s k m i k e w a r n e r.com currently it redirects to workhardplaylisthard.com i'm going i'm in the middle of a little bit of rebranding right now um workhardplaylisthard was the initial name for my playlist brand but i've kind of grown and expanded from that into my own blog, podcast, the book, and everything else that I'm doing.